Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson. You caught me in the middle of telling a story about aging like a fine wine. When does an athlete enter their prime? How long does it last? Is there a specific age? Is it when that $15 gets taken out of your checking account and you're watching Mrs. Maisel? Everybody knows basketball is a youngin's game, but if you're good enough and take care of yourself, well, you might just be hooping when you're 50. Hit the tape. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Like, how old do you feel? Negro Leagues and MLB legend Satchel Paige famously kept his age to his own damn self, saying, age is a case of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Everybody's jack think I'm so old and I, I cannot do this and I cannot do the other. And I want to show them that I can still play baseball regardless if they don't know my age, if they think I'm 107, it's still all right. Dude said that while pitching semi-pro ball in his 50s. Probably. We actually still don't know how old he was. He'd come back for one more MLB game in 1965 at the age of 60-ish and pitched three scoreless innings with a strikeout and left the game to a standing ovation. Whether he is 23, 53, 63, or 73, as some say, he really showed a lot of people that he still has that old love of the game, and boy, his arm is still there. Basketball is a little less kind on the body than baseball. There's a lot of jumping, which is tough on the knees, hard fouling that you'd never see on the diamond, and do not get me started on the spine compression. But somehow, certain players defy father time and conserve enough of their physical prime to play late into their 30s and sometimes early 40s. Then there's Nancy Lieberman, who came out and balled in the WNBA at age 50. Nancy wasn't always 50. Earlier in life, she dominated at Far Rockaway High School in Queens, New York in the 1970s. Then she was named to the U.S. national team, and that was a big deal because there were only 12 slots. With the American squad, she'd pulled down silver in the 76 Montreal Olympics, gold in the 79 Seoul World Championships, and a platinum plaque for ghostwriting on Let's Get Serious for Jermaine Jackson. I only made one of those things up. Her friends call her magic, and anyone who wonders why only has to see her play. Nancy Lieberman, number 10, the redhead from Queens who came to Virginia four years ago to put women's basketball on the map. She did this while simultaneously playing her college ball at Old Dominion University, where her team won back-to-back -back AIAW National Championships and the 78 WNIT Tournament. For her efforts, she was awarded free Del Vecchios for life. Lieberman herself would earn a Wade Trophy for being the best woman's basketball player in the country and was a back-to-back All-American. After college, things get a little dicey. You see, the WNBA didn't exist yet. Instead, there was the Women's Pro Basketball League, which had just completed its second season. The league was still struggling to find its footing, which should come as no surprise because founder Bill Byrne only created it for tax break purposes. Larry, really, when we went into it, we figured a three to five year program. We're very optimistic at this time. 
My personal belief is that the Women's Pro Basketball League would still be around today if they had other merch besides no-show socks. But to everyone's delight, the women proved that they play fast-paced, exciting basketball as they treated the 1900 fans to a teeth-grinding, edge-of-the-chair game. Nancy herself had a strong take on the league's prospects. I think right now it's having a little bit of problems because there's not enough name players in the league to help keep the interest of the fans up. Nancy herself would be one of those name players. She went first overall in the 1980 WBL draft to the Dallas Diamonds and won the WBL MVP in her first season. She propelled the expansion Dallas franchise to the championship where the Diamonds would lose to the Iowa Cornets and Machine Gun Molly Bolin. Also, Machine Gun Molly is Machine Gun Kelly's godmother for those keeping score at home. Machine Gun Molly, she has five. She simply can't argue with that, all she hit was net. I know you can't see the video right here, but I have to say the quality of 80s hair we have going during this sporting event is insane. The amount of hairspray and activator in that stadium alone lowered everyone's life expectancy by at least a couple years. Anyway, Nancy and Molly's star power wasn't enough. Despite getting some big names from the college game, the WBL shut down in 1981 after losing 14 million in three seasons. It never formally disbanded, just faded away. Three years later in 1984, the Women's American Basketball Association tried to revive women's pro basketball, even pulling Lieberman and Bolin back onto the court to square off again. But franchises started dropping out immediately despite some national TV broadcasts. WABA basketball action from the Fairgrounds Coliseum in Columbus, Ohio. Bolin all over Nancy Lieberman. The pass goes inside. With the league failing, a hasty championship series was arranged between a revived Dallas Diamonds and Chicago Spirit. The Diamonds won, and Lieberman picked up a trophy for a league that no longer existed. So it goes. With no pro women's leagues to play for, Lieberman had to get creative. She played in the Men's United States Basketball League for a minute, then with the Washington Generals, the team that's paid to lose to the Harlem Globetrotters. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the Generals were due! She even went on to the most 80s athletic show in the world and personal obsession of mine, American Gladiators. You may recall the episode where Nancy crossed up an accountant from Idaho. Oh, man. <laughs> Sam, I think I may have broken her ankle. Time kept on passing. The late 80s turned into the 90s, and the 90s crept into the late 90s as Lieberman's prime slipped away. No opportunity really satisfying Nancy's desire to play professional women's basketball in America until 1997. The WNBA had just been founded and the Phoenix Mercury picked Lieberman with the 15th overall pick in the inaugural draft at the tender age of 39. She would be the WNBA's oldest player. ESPN's presentation of the WNBA is brought to you by Lee Jeans, the new look of Lee. She only averaged 10 minutes a game, but she was back playing professional women's basketball at the highest level. She even put up about three points, a rebound, and two assists per night. At the end of the season, she received an offer to become a head coach and GM of the WNBA's newest team, the Detroit Shock, and she took it. That's where it could have ended for Nancy. Well, not there specifically. She'd go on to coach a NBA D-League team and become only the second female assistant coach in NBA history with the Sacramento Kings. But that could have been the end of her playing days. Then there was a fight. 
On July 22nd, 2008, the LA Sparks and Detroit Shock got into fisticuffs, ending with a whole bunch of suspensions for both teams. Wow, Rick Mahorn pushed away Lisa Leslie, who fell backwards onto the court, and then Milton Jones hit Mahorn in the back. Yeah, there's going to be some suspensions and some fines, and there should be. This is inexcusable behavior. Now, I can't play the whole sequence for you, but you should go listen to it. It has everything. Rick Mahorn doing goon shit in a game he's coaching, pre-Big 3, mind you. A dude audibly calling for a wheelchair. Commentators who are very calmly describing mayhem. Everything. And what had become a physical game is greatly deteriorating. What should have been a huge black eye for the team and the WNBA actually ended up giving Nancy Lieberman her chance. Another legendary bad boy piston, Bill Lambeer, helped make it happen. Lambeer was coaching the shock, and he and Nancy had been discussing the idea of a comeback after Lambeer had seen Lieberman shooting around during the WNBA Skills Challenge the year before at age 49. And now he needed players. So Nancy signed a seven-day contract and just two days later was on the floor. To fill in their roster, Detroit has signed Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman, who at 50 years old will take the floor tonight. Nancy started the night on the bench, but with one minute and one second to play in the first, she came on. We have some people in the arena standing up because Nancy Lieberman, the Hall of Famer, is now in the basketball game. Nancy played nine minutes and had two assists, including a filthy no-look over the shoulder dime. How about that? Oh, razzle-dazzle over to oh, Sonny. Two assists for Nancy, Nancy Lieberman. And that was the comeback. But at 50 years old, she showed she could steal ball. Like so many players of her generation, she never really had the chance to play in a professional women's league with staying power. It meant a lot to her and to the next generation coming up to see Nancy Lieberman recognized and rewarded for all she had done for the sport. I usually end these with a joke, but this time I'm gonna let Nancy hit the final gag. Time is meaningless. Well, will we see you again in a uniform in the WNBA? You never know. I'm waiting till I'm 60. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor, and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs>